coffee in the big game. Dust off your Walkmans and grab your Rubik's Cube. Don't cross the streams. I got a great idea, you guys. Click shoes. This is Radio Wayne's Wine to Grow On, your 30-minute time machine to the coolest moments in 80s and 90s pop culture, wrapped up in a tasty spiritual hot pocket. Stick around for some great retro fun, and if you're not careful, you might learn something before it's done. And now, here's your host, Wayne Cordova. Welcome back, True Believers, to another episode of Radio Wayne's One to Grow On. I'm your host, Wayne Cordova, your compass on this course through the magnetic mecca of 80s and 90s pop culture. Every episode, we dive into the heart of the decades that gave us grunge, Game Boys, and more neon than you could shake a slap bracelet at. On today's adventure, we're hitting the sewers and grabbing a slice of pizza with the most radical reptiles around the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Born from a comic book by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird in 1984, the TMNT franchise became an unstoppable force, spinning off into toys, animated series, movies, and more. The Turtles, Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello, trained by their rat sensei Splinter, protected New York City from the evil Shredder and the Foot Clan, all while maintaining a healthy appetite for pizza. These ninja-trained anthropomorphic turtles became a phenomenon that defined a generation and generations to come. So, whether you could still recite the theme song, had a favorite turtle, or just enjoyed the mix of humor, action, and pizza love, this episode is for you. Buckle up, grab a slice, and let's shell out some fun with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're internationally known. Check it out. We're at the top of the chart. Instantly recognized. It's the Turtles. This guy's sharp as a bowling ball. Admired by millions. Pubuloso, dude. And if you haven't caught them on TV, come out from under your shell. Like, you gotta open yourself up to new experiences, okay? They're the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a half shell. It's a dirty job, but someone's gotta do it. Cindy at 11 on TV 33. The story of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles began in 1984 when Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, two comic book creators, self-published the first issue of an independent comic bearing the same name. The comic was initially intended as a parody of popular comic book trends at the time. The quirky concept featured four anthropomorphic turtles named after Renaissance artists and trained in ninjutsu by their rat sensei, Splinter. The independent comic gained a cult following, attracting the attention of Mark Friedman, a licensing agent who believed in its potential beyond the pages. Friedman introduced the concept to Playmates Toys, a toy company eager to capitalize on the success of action figures like He-Man and G.I. Joe. Recognizing the potential synergy between action figures and an animated TV show, Playmates bought the licensing rights for the toys and animation. With Playmates on board, the stage was set for the animated series. In 1987, TMNT made its debut on television. The series was developed by David Wise and Patty Howarth, while the animation was handled by Murakami Wolf Swenson. The iconic voice cast included Cam Clark as Leonardo, Barry Gordon as Donatello, Rob Paulson as Raphael, Townsend Coleman as Michelangelo, and James Avery, that's right, Uncle Phil, as Shredder. The success of TMNT took everyone by surprise. What started as a lighthearted independent comic book evolved into a multimedia juggernaut. 
The Turtles' personalities, unique weapons, and camaraderie resonated with audiences, and the series quickly became a cultural phenomenon. The humorous dialogue, catchy catchphrases, and the Turtles' undeniable charm made them instant fan favorites. While the comic had a grittier and darker tone, the animated series opted for a more kid-friendly approach. The Turtles retained their distinct personalities, but the violence was toned down. The humor took center stage. The series introduced new characters like April O'Neil, a determined news reporter, and Bebop and Rocksteady, Shredder's dim-witted henchmen. The animated series followed the adventures of Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo as they battled the villainous Shredder and his Foot Clan. Along with their sensei Splinter, allies April O'Neil and Casey Jones, the Turtles defended New York City from various threats, both extraterrestrial and mystical. Each episode was a mix of action, humor, and life lessons, making it an instant hit with young viewers. The TMNT toy line by Playmates became a phenomenon in its own right. Playmates' approach was unique. Rather than releasing action figures, they crafted a comprehensive line. Each turtle had its unique weapon and personality and supporting cast members and vehicles and playsets, all created an expansive TMNT universe and a monthly release schedule was all part of the phenomenon. Splinter the rat taught them each the ninja arts. Donatello, master of the staff. Lord! Leonardo, the katana blade. My cut! Raphael, the sweet. And Michelangelo, the new chocolate. Radical! Uh, and master of the willing pizza. Hey, who had the pepperoni and ice cream? The series introduced us to the four turtles, mutated by mysterious ooze and trained in ninjutsu by Splinter. Their home, the sewers of New York City, became a backdrop for their hidden lives as crime-fighting heroes. Each turtle possesses a unique personality and weapon, making them instantly distinguishable. Leonardo, the disciplined leader, wields dual katanas. Donatello, the tech-savvy inventor, fights with a bow staff. Raphael, the hothead, uses a sai. And Michelangelo, the fun-loving party dude, utilizes nunchako. Together, they form a tight-knit brotherhood. The Turtles are joined by a cast of memorable characters. Splinter, the wise rat, mentors them in both martial arts and life lessons. April O'Neil, the intrepid news reporter, is their link to the outside world. Casey Jones, a vigilante with a penchant for sports equipment, lends his skills to the team. The ultimate nemesis, Shredder, at the heart of that story, the leader of the villainous Foot Clan. He seeks to conquer New York City by any means necessary, accompanied by his dim-witted henchmen, Bebop and Rocksteady. Shredder embodies the epitome of evil. The series is a roller coaster of action, humor, and camaraderie. Episodes see the Turtles battling an array of foes from mutants and aliens to criminal organizations. Yet, amidst the chaos, humor is never far behind. The Turtles' witty banter, often peppered with catchphrases like cowabunga, keep the tone lighthearted. The Turtles face an array of colorful adversaries, including Krang, a brain-like alien from Dimension X, Baxter Stockman, a mad scientist turned fly mutant, the Rat King, a villain with a unique connection to Splinter. These villains add depth to the Turtles universe and provide endless opportunities for conflict and adventure. Beyond a sense of action and humor, the series embodies valuable life lessons. Episodes often carry themes of teamwork, responsibility, and friendship. 
The turtle's journey is not solely about fighting crime, but also about personal growth and understanding their roles in a world that sees them as outsiders. TMNT quickly transcended its medium, becoming a pop culture sensation. The series' catchy theme song, filled with memorable lyrics, became an anthem for a generation. The Turtles' catchphrases, distinct weapons, and camaraderie permeated the cultural landscape. The 1987 TMNT series is not just a cartoon. It's a cultural touchstone that continues to influence generations. Its timeless appeal lies in its ability to balance action with humor, morality with entertainment, the Turtles' unwavering bond, their resilience against adversity, and their commitment to justice have made them enduring symbols of heroism. In an era of fast-paced entertainment, the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series stands as a testament to the enduring power of storytelling. Its impact resonates in the hearts of fans who fondly recall the antics of Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. As the Turtles continue to carve their place in the annals of pop culture, they remind us that courage, camaraderie, and the pursuit of justice are universal themes that never go out of style. Anyone for turtle soup? Oh no! Raphael's in the clutches of the evil foot flesh torture machine! Will the turtle cycle make it in time? Will Raphael be destroyed by the retro mutagen ooze? Well, I don't know. What a shot! The double-barreled plunger gun saves the day again! And with their retro catapult, the turtles are giving the foot some of their own medicine! Anyone remember where we parked? From Playmates! Okay. Picture it. December 1987, Miami, Florida. Amidst my eternal struggle of being the new kid at school, a gang of four mutated turtles named Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael barged into my world, wielding nunchucks, katanas, and a sense of humor sharper than their weapons. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the embodiment of heroic charm and pizza cravings. They started out as a five-part TV miniseries on WBFS TV 33. That was my, my local syndicated cartoon channel. It was my go-to. And then full-time, like a year later almost, in October of 1988, is when they debuted as a full-time series. I was just a kid grappling with the trials and tribulations of being the new kid. And then these four heroes in a half shell were like the amigos that I never knew I needed Raphael, he channeled my New Jersey attitude, the part of me that missed the hustle of the Garden State while basking in the Florida sun. Michelangelo resonated with the carefree kid inside of me, inviting me to embrace my inner pizza-loving goofball. Donatello, the tech-savvy turtle, mirrored the geekier side of me, which had a propensity for tinkering with gadgets and machines, even if, um, you know, my uh, VCR repairs usually involved duct tape and rubber bands. Leonardo, the responsible leader of the pack, whispered into my innate desire to lead and guide. These turtles weren't just characters on screen. They were my crew, my spirit animals in a world of uncertainty. And then we get the action figures. My plastic army of green clad heroes ready to take on the world. One imaginary battle at a time. There was these these weren't normal ordinary action figures. They were literally just, you know, these um these cornerstones of of my action figure playing. The Playmates version of the Ninja Turtles were the perfect size and shape, and literally they mixed in with every single one of my multiverse adventures. But my favorite figure of that entire line was Casey Jones, the vigilante with a hockey mask and a heart of gold. He was like um, 
literally he was like the Han Solo of the the Ninja Turtles toy franchise for me. He had that golf bag with all these different uh, sports equipment, you know, all the the bats and the hockey sticks and the golf clubs and all that. Casey was just he was just a blast and just a lot of fun to just you know have and, and to play with. He was literally the he could mix in with any action figure line, even if he didn't want to include the turtles. But why wouldn't you want to include the turtles anyway? And so they weren't just toys. They were literally the the keys to uh, a, a treasure hunt each trip to the store was an expedition. These figures came out every month. A different set of figures came out every single month for the longest time. Most stores, they sold out. Whenever a Ninja Turtle came on the shelf, it sold out. But then there was this store in my town called Zare. Anybody remember Zare? Later on, it was called Ames. Zare, for some reason, had a secret stash of old toys. Okay? It was... It was a treasure trove of nostalgia because if you had a toy that came out one season and it sold out in some other stores, for some reason, Zare, about a year later, would have it on their shelves. And it was so awesome. So it was an easy place for me to catch up on my Ninja Turtles collection. Um, you can also snag a couple of you know WWF LJN figures, mask, G.I. Joe's, Transformers. This store had it all. Anytime I felt like I had missed out on a toy or if I had not seen one that was in one of the catalogs or those little booklets that come in with, remember like those booklets that would come in with the toys? Anytime I felt like I missed out on one, I knew that I could probably track it down at Zare. And so this place was uh, was literally my my pirate ship, my treasure cove of finding all these different uh, turtle toys. But the turtles didn't confine themselves to just the uh, the small screen and the toy aisles. They were also an inspiration for me when I got into my comics. So there was this one figure, Usagi Yojimbo. Usagi Yojimbo was a samurai rabbit, okay? A samurai rabbit. Now, at first, I thought he was just a character in the toy line. Then he showed up in the comics. And it wasn't until a while later that I realized this was a separate figure created by Stan Sakai. Stan Sakai, an incredible artist, an amazing artist, uh, of the Usagi Yojimbo line. He was also a part of the Spider-Man newspaper strip that was written by Stan Lee. So Stan Sakai had created this samurai rabbit and it was an independent comic book character, meaning it wasn't a DC character. It wasn't a Marvel character. And just like the Turtles, it was just a independent character that was brought into this series. And so then the Turtles had me hooked on a whole nother comic book series and Usagi is just a great comic book if you are looking for something that is out of the realm of all the other comics that are out there Usagi Yojimbo is the one to check out. Yeah, as I look back, it's easy to see that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles weren't just about crime fighting and cowabunga catchphrases. Deep within their green skin and martial arts moves was a fundamental theme that resonated deeply with me. The essence of family I mean, sure, they fought villains and slurped down more pizza slices than any human metabolism can handle. But beneath the surface, it was the bond between the turtles that stole the show. This theme of camaraderie and unity, it struck a chord within me. In the middle of the chaos of childhood, the turtles stood as a reminder that life's adventures are best enjoyed with a team by your side. They taught me that it's not just about good or evil, but it's also about supporting each other through life's roller coaster. And so, as the 80s retreated into the shadows and the 90s approached, 
The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles remain steadfast in their place in my heart. They weren't just characters. They were, uh, you know, they were role models and the epitome of a spirit that guided me through the labyrinth of adolescence. You know, as the 80s cruised into the 90s and we got the movie, the movie is something we're going to cover separately because that came out in 1990. That's a season two topic right there. But the Turtles cruising into the 90s and kept getting reinvented and reinvented and reinvented. It's one of those things that makes the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles timeless. There is a TMNT version for every single generation. There is something there for everybody from the first iteration in the comic book to the cartoon and then over into every other version of the comic or the cartoon, live action or not. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were always there and they always had the common theme of family and pizza and adventure. It wasn't just a cartoon. It was an integral part of my narrative, a narrative that continues to be an adventure of growth, camaraderie, and the pursuit of a good slice. Cowabunga. The National Turtle Quiz. What happened when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mutated? They really came out of their shell. What breakfast cereal do Ninja Turtles love but Foot Clan hate? Shredded feet. What do you call a guy with knives on his arms, blades on his knuckles, and murder in his heart? Get my boy trouble! Action figures from Playmate! Okay, let's dive into the Q&A. It's Q&A time, and uh, I got some emails from some folks. When uh, Follow us on social media, by the way, because I post what episodes are coming up ahead so that you can send in some Q&As. So I got a couple of Q&As. And we'll go from there. Which of the four turtles, this is from Steve in Seattle, which of the four turtles is your favorite and why? Okay, Uh, so I said earlier, I have a little bit of myself in every single turtle that's out there. But I got to say, if we're talking straight from the cartoon, easily Michelangelo is my favorite because he's just the one with the personality. He had all the funny lines. He had all that stuff. And then he just had that voice, dude, that, you know, just brought that, that that surfer esque accent that was so central to the eighties uh, to to the cartoon it was just it was just a perfect character in and around and honestly uh, in every version that the turtles come out in I always love to see how they characterize Michelangelo because that version from this animated series in eighty seven is such an eighties version but uh, I love him it's he's the party dude come on um, Ashley from Austin Texas. Um, in your opinion, which iteration of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics, movies, cartoons was the best and why? Um, oh, you know, oh, man, I don't know. It's it's hard to pick like the best Ninja Turtles, but I'm never I'm never going to not love the 87 cartoon. And it's 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 the version of the cartoon that I first introduced to my daughter before we saw any movie or anything it was that version of the turtles because to me even beyond the comics those are the turtles those are the guys and then honestly yeah after that the 1990 teenage mutant ninja turtles movie and part two secret of the ooze those are the ones that are central it's like i'll go back to those over and over and over again so much so that when we get into season two of this podcast and we start hitting the 90s we're going to talk about those movies as a separate thing from this cartoon because they deserve their own episode. That version of the of the turtles deserves their own um, their own thing. Julie from Jacksonville, 
if the turtles could cross over with any other comp, we get a comic. Okay, first off, number one, we get a crossover question every episode now, and I kind of love it because I already I already start thinking about this. If the turtles could cross over with any other comic book universe, which one would it be, and how would the storyline unfold? And I gotta be honest, the turtles have already crossed over with so many different universes. If you if you catch up with the turtles in the comic books, man, they they have crossed over with everybody from Batman to the Power Rangers to Stranger Things and all that. So it's 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 got even Ghostbusters. They crossed over with Ghostbusters too. So it's got to be hard to really kind of pick something that they haven't done. But this is where, uh, for me, this is uh, this is okay. You ready? We did it. Here we go. They did this in the toy line, but this was just because they were dressed as these guys. I want to see a crossover episode of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the WWE. That's that's it right there. I would see a crossover of the Ninja Turtles and the and, and the world and World Wrestling Entertainment. And so I would love to see a thing where uh, the turtles have to infiltrate something happening in the WWE and so they come in as a foursome and you know now they're a new faction and uh you know they're kind of uh kicking some shell and maybe they win the tag team titles or something like that but that would be a blast um I want to see some wrestling turtles that would be perfect uh if you were to create this is Olivia in Orlando okay uh if you were to create a TMNT spin-off series what would it be about and which characters would it focus on? Um, Casey Jones. I would love to see a Casey Jones series, wouldn't you? I would love to know, you know, as much as I can about this character. I'd like to see him on some solo adventures. I'd like to see him maybe travel outside of New York and and do something, you know, different there. Maybe, maybe take him completely out of New York and into another place. Maybe he's chasing down a bad guy or something, and 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 now we get only Casey and no chance of the turtles being involved. So that would be cool. Something new that we're adding to the Q&A is we're also adding the mailbag. It's the mailbag time. And uh, I wanted to read a couple of notes from some folks for the, uh, from the mailbag because uh, you guys said some really nice stuff. And I wanted to just really appreciate you guys taking the time to send some emails. Hey, Wayne, first off, huge shout out from Miami. That's my home from Miami. I've been tuning into Radio Wayne's One to Grow On religiously. We're on episode three, so probably not so religious, but that's okay. Uh, And your recent episode on Ghostbusters was a total blast from the past. It instantly took me back to those sun-soaked Florida days when my brother and I would craft our own cardboard proton packs. Oh, nice. We'd run around our backyard, zapping imaginary ghosts, trying to save the day, all thanks to our shared love for Ghostbusters. And on that note, I was deeply moved by your One to Grow On segment about busting ghosts of our past. For a long time, I've let mistakes cast a shadow over my present, but hearing your insights gave me the inspiration I needed to finally move on. Oh, that's awesome. It's a reminder that we all have the power to bust those ghosts and reclaim our lives. Keep the nostalgic waves coming, Radio Wayne, but can't wait for the next episode. Cheers, Jason from Miami. Jason, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate that. That's It's just... It's something unique I wanted to do differently. I was a huge fan of those PSAs when we were kids, a lesson learned at the end of every episode. And so I wanted to bring that into this podcast. And uh, man, I'm glad it I'm glad it meant something to you. So thank you. Hey Wayne, Ian here, all the way from beautiful Colorado. Nice. 
Just wanted to drop you a quick note about the recent Ghostbusters episode on Radio Wayne's One to Grow On. Man, you nailed it. Ghostbusters definitely gave us some of the most iconic lines from the 80s. There's not a week that goes by where I don't drop a quote or two. And your show just reaffirmed that I'm not the only one. Also, huge props for bringing attention to Winston Zedmore and Ernie Hudson's portrayal. I've always felt that Winston deserved more spotlight in the original film. Fingers crossed that we get to delve deeper into his character in the modern sequels. He truly is an underrated gem. Thanks for all the memories and insights, Wayne. Keep up the great work. Oh, that's awesome. Ian from Colorado. Thanks, Ian. Uh, Oh, Mary from Toronto. Another way to go, Canada. Here we go. Hey, Wayne, Mary from Toronto here. Just wanted to send over some love and gratitude for one to grow on. Honestly, even the trailer episode had me hooked and inspired right from the get-go. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. Your podcast has been a delightful trip down memory lane. The mere mention of Be Kind Rewind hit so close to home. I worked at a video store during my high school years in the 90s. And me too. And uh, hearing that phrase just floods me with so many warm and cherished memories. The one to grow on segment, absolute gold. Oh, thank you. Absolute gold. It's a wonderful blend of inspiring insight with a splash of nostalgic fun. It's easily my favorite part of the show. That makes me feel so great. Thank you. Looking forward to what's next, Wayne. I can't wait for more episodes of Retro Goodness. Mary from Toronto. Mary, that was sweet. That was really awesome. You know what? Just because it's your favorite, that's coming up next. Next up, one to grow on. The heroes in a half show are making a surprise. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Spread from the sewers to you. Their minds are delicious, you know that's true. Because they're filled with mutagen goo. That's vanilla pudding goo. They've got the tastiest, flakiest, greatest crust. Even better than our pizza. And it's free. Like us, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Spread from the sewers to you. Radically sweet. You can't beat me. And there's a free turtle sticker inside, that's me. Today's chat comes with a side pizza, a touch of martial arts, and a whole lot of turtle power. Talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, our beloved turtles, Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo, they had it right all along. They stuck together, they fought together, and they became better and stronger. They understood that relationships, the right ones, make us unbreakable. So remember when Leonardo had said, In the movie, we turtles don't know the meaning of the word defeat. That's the spirit that we should foster in our relationships. Just like Leonardo, we should be relentless in nurturing and supporting the relationships that truly matter, those bonds that uplift us and make us stronger. There's a passage in the Bible in the the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verse 12. And this passage is really cool because it literally talks about what we're talking about here. It says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated but two can stand back-to-back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. Now, my addition would be, four is totally awesome, dude, because it's like that with our relationships, isn't it? Alone, we can falter, but together, we're as formidable as our four Ninja Turtles. But beware of the shredders, right? Those toxic relationships that seem strong but only seek to tear us down. Hold tight instead to your Leonardos, your Raphaels, your Donatellos, your Michelangelos, your relationships that will see you through the toughest battles, just like our turtles always do. It's not always about numbers. Three, four, five. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. It's about sticking together and having each other's backs, facing life's battles together. Whatever squad you run with, you know that what makes you 
a squad. You know that what makes you close friends, you know that what makes you um, closer than even brothers in some cases is the fact that through thick and thin, you're always there for each other. In spite of your differences, in spite of what makes you different and unique from each other, you have already chosen to be there for each other. In some cases, that's family. In some other cases, that's found family. But either way, it's time for us to embrace our squad and hold on to the relationships that make you better, stronger, unbreakable. Because together, you are a cord that is not easily broken. And that's one to grow on. Come on, kid, bid. They're teenagers. Ah! They're ninjas. They're green. We're dealing with a real mind here. Now they're teaching brothers to survive storm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle videos. Collect four adventures you won't find anywhere else. $3.49 each with any purchase. Prices may vary. For a limited time, only at Burger King. California King! Well, true believers, wasn't that an epic shell of a time that we just had? Diving deep into the totally tubular 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon series. Cowabunga! From Leonardo's leadership to Michelangelo's pizza obsession, those pizza-loving ninjas continue to kick their way into our hearts. But before we drop out, let's chat about what's coming up next. We want your questions for upcoming Q&As. So hit us up on social media, check out what's coming up next, and hit us up with your most burning curiosities, Wayne at gmail.com. You ready for more? Make sure you're subscribed to Radio Wayne's One to Grow On across all podcast platforms. And hey, a review from you would be as rad as a turtle power high five. Now, hold on to your nunchucks because our Patreon is where the action continues. For just $5 a month, you can unlock a treasure chest of bonus content, including exclusive posts, polls, and the awesome The More You Know audio segment. It's time to get interactive. You can reach us anytime on voicemail at 727-37-WAYNE. That's 727-379-2963. And for longer tales, hit us up at RadioWayne at gmail.com. Peek behind the scenes and follow us on Instagram at Radio Wayne. Our editor is Stephen Orr. You can find him on the Just Another Fanboy podcast, the Superman Super Show podcast, and more. And last, but definitely not least, a colossal shout out to the incredible artist Greg Goslin for shaping our podcast logo and artwork. Make sure to check out his mind-blowing creations by following at Greg Goslin. All right, it's time to go. But until next time, keep those shell-tastic memories close and get ready to journey back to the future with us in future episodes. Remember, stay awesome, dudes. Be kind. Rewind. Woo!